Hey everyone, how's it going? It's uh, October 2018 and we're continuing with our English program on Rigoyat Radio. My name's Gabor and I'll be the host for today's program. Let's get down to it. First of all, how was your summer? I hope you had a good one. I had a good one. I was uh, I was traveling. Uh, this year I went to the Pyrenees. Uh, and, you know, uh, I like the mountains. So um, we just went to, cam- to two campsites, basically. And, and did some nature walk. And it's just, um, just switching off and spending some days just doing nothing. And then excursions and some cultural visits and making some new friendships. So that's what we did. That's what I did. And uh, what did you do? Um, did you go more, you know, to the beach or to the mountain or you traveled somewhere else, you know, like uh, abroad? Did you perhaps visit, uh, you know, some exotic places around the world? Uh, or just stayed home and, you know, just chilling out and doing not much reading you know enjoying the summer and uh, hanging out with friends and family playing with your dog gardening whatever is great when you're on vacations or on holiday I also had some uh, interesting collaborations with two musicians one American and one from Australia And that was fun. One was uh, singing a song, a country song, for for this uh, American songwriter who uh, who who'd written this song, and uh, and then he just you know uh, contacted me, and um, we started working together on on the song. And um, it's distance works, you know, it's, you do it over the internet. I mean, there's no problem. You send each other the, uh, the files and then, uh, you know, make the comments and some instructions on what to do and how to do. And then that's it. So we, we did that and uh, it was great. And there was another one that was um, an English song and the writer of the song was looking for people around the world who would like to translate the song into, into their own language or And actually, he was kind of interested in um, well, any kind of language, but he was interested in more exotic languages or, you know, uh, less usual languages. And that's why I did, I did mine. I did Hungarian. So I basically translated the song, which was an interesting exercise because you have to, um, well, when you, you try to, at least, when you translate a song, you try to keep the original meaning uh, of the whole song and of, of the lines Uh, kind of, or at least the verses, even though if you, you know, you can, you can do minor alterations to the lines or maybe within the lines, um, but overall it should be like the original one. And, um, and plus here, um, it was also important to keep the meter, to keep the, uh, the syllables, um, syllables, sorry, to keep the syllables is what I mean. Uh, sounding uh, with the same rhythm pattern in the new language. So it was fun and it was challenging, and um, but I, I did it quite fast and 
and the result was great according to uh, you know to the the writer of the song who, who listened to it and and really liked it and I liked it too so that's what I did for music and um, yeah that's it so I don't know let's just just get get going and um, let me um, just uh, look at some of the students mistakes that we usually start with you know we we start the program usually with um, mistakes that students make and then I make some comments and help you um, you know not to fall in the same trap uh, all the time um, so so here we go here's our first example please explain the difference between have and have got well um, what I usually tell my students is uh, is the following first of all there's um, difference between um, the American use and the British use in general but of course things get mixed up because today the world is so connected that there's you know I you know Anybody can use any of these forms, but there's a tendency of um, hearing have more in American English for things where you would hear have got in British. But this is not exclusive, and it doesn't mean it's 100% this way all the time. So, that's to start with. Second, when you um, when you use have... Let, let me start with the British shoes as far as I know and as far as I have, you know, um, heard it. When you say have, you mostly refer to things that, and we're talking about uh, possessions, of course, not um, other uses of have. So we're comparing have and have got in terms of having something, owning something, something that belongs to you or to people. So... When you say, I have um, music classes on Monday and Wednesday, that would, um, in British English, this would mean, um, you know, you go to music classes on Mondays and Wednesdays and Mondays and Wednesdays and blah, blah, blah. So you have these classes, you have dance classes, or you have uh, you have French on Thursday. That means you go and do French classes on Thursday. Versus, I've got which would mostly refer to things that you can actually own or have, or, or not just things, but people um, that can belong to you. And they're not a routine, they're not an activity, they're not a schedule, part of a schedule or the timetable. You know what I mean? So you, you would say, I've got a brother, I have got a brother, or I've got um, lots of ideas for this project. Or I've got um, a lot of work to do. Or I've got two dogs. Or I haven't got a cat. Etc. So um, this would be what I would say in the British way. And then the American way, as far as I've heard, is more kind of towards have all the time. Although this is not completely the case because have got and got in a shortened form does exist but but you could say you know I have French on Thursday and I have a big family so both would be with have and that's it and there's no big deal and you know 
you would understand perfectly what what they're talking about. Anyway, uh, the the thing is that when you decide to use one or the other, you need to be a little bit careful more in the negative and the question forms because the question form for have is not the same as the question form for have got. So when you say, you know, I have a I have a cat, and then the question would be, do you have a cat? Versus, um, and we made the cat. Let's leave the cat because I said I haven't got a cat. So let me let's just say um, I have a car, okay, or I have a new car. And then uh, the question would be, do you have a new car? Do you have a new car? Yes, I do. No, I don't. This would be uh, for the case when this is expressed with have. Possession is expressed with have, not have got. Now, if you say, I've got a new car, the question would be, have you got a new car? I've got a new car. Have you got a new car? I've got a new car. I have a new car. Do you have a new car? Does he have a new car? Does she have a new car? Right, so this is the where you have to be a little bit careful. And also, if they... If you get the question, do you have a new car? The answer would be, yes, I do. Versus if they ask, you know, have you got a new car? Or have you got, um, have you got time? Or um, whatever. Then the answer would be, yes, I have. Or no, I haven't. So how important is this? Well, in terms of grammar, this is the important part that I see. You know, um, just not mixing up the two when it comes to asking or Forming the negative. Otherwise, you know, people understand both forms, so you shouldn't worry too much. Okay, uh, let's just listen to some music. This is a song by Don Henley, and the song's called The Heart of the Matter. idea what the song is about? Lost love. 
So when the woman leaves with someone else, and now he's remembering and wondering how, why is you know why does love come to an end? And when things were so perfect, what are those things outside that affect and distract and dis- well eventually break things apart? So here's some help with vocabulary in case you want to check out the lyrics or you're struggling with understanding the song. Um, songs are difficult to understand sometimes, many times actually, because uh, because there's lots of music around and and not all the time can you hear the singer properly. But uh, you know, listening to things over and over will definitely help and. You know, if, if you just look up the lyrics, then and you just uh, find, uh, you just write down some of the new words and look them up, and then and then you should be fine. So let's just take uh, a look at some of these here. For example, uh, he's saying um, struggles. Yes, struggles. Struggles to go through struggles is to go through difficult times. Struggle, difficult times. Big difficulties, basically. The heart of the matter means the essence, the most important part, the reason, the cause. Why did this happen? So the heart of the matter means the most important point or the most important thing about that situation. Okay, here's a short word, will. Will. Now, this doesn't mean the future, will. Will means your... um, 
your power to want things. So if you have will, then you can do a lot of things. If you have no will in you, you have no desire to do something, you have no real initiative, motivation, then you won't be as successful, probably. So um, that's what will means. And your will can be strong or your will can be weak. If your will is weak, then you don't really want to do that thing. When your will is strong, that means you really want to do that or achieve that goal or objective or whatever. Scatter. Okay, this means they're all over the place. When your thoughts scatter, then you're not focused, you're not concentrated. So anyway, I encourage you to um, to uh, learn vocabulary from songs by listening to them and then by looking up the lyrics and and doing some homework. That means, you know, um, trying to figure out the meaning from the context, but it's not always possible or it's not always obvious. And so you need some dictionary work there. That's up to you. Now, imagine that you had the chance to um, to um, interview this musician, Don Henley. Um, then what questions would you ask him? Well, first of all, um, if I did it, I would obviously search and, you know, learn as much as possible about his past and his, um, you know, his artwork. So now let's just uh, do some, uh, like a simulation, like, like uh, a virtual interview. And let's just imagine what kind of questions we could ask him. Obviously, yeah, I mean, Don Henley was the founding member of the Eagles. So we could ask uh, questions regarding that era when he was playing in the in the band. Or you could ask questions about his solo career. Or maybe, you know, the moment that he started um, music. How did he start? What, was, what are the first memories that he has regarding music or instruments or anything related to, to music? And um, you could ask him questions um, regarding, uh, you know, the, the hardships, the difficulties in, you know, um, during his career in terms of, um, I mean, professional difficulties, uh, with maybe with labels and record companies or, or just the fact of, you know, uh, being on stage, touring, um, and how did he um, live that or how did he handle these situations? What, it, what was it like to be... Uh, with the other members of the band traveling and playing. So questions that are kind of a little bit more personal in terms of, uh, uh, you know, that uh, point to personal experiences rather than things that you can find out anyway from, you know, Wikipedia or the internet. This is Create English with Gabor Legradi on Ripollet Radio. English, create English today. So, such questions that would work with any kind of uh, artist could be like, you know, uh, which are your first memories about music? Or, you know, um, what kind of music did you listen to? Or did your family listen to? Uh, you know, whatever you remember. Or you could ask questions like, um, um, what did you want to be when you were a child? Did you want to be a musician? Or, um, you know which was the best period in your musical career 
or which were the best periods in your musical career? Or do you enjoy working in studios? Or what do you enjoy most about working in a studio versus the stage? Or do you remember any funny moments from concerts or tours, you know, things that happen um, and, um, you know, from the audience or some anything funny that you remember that you could share? Or in case of an instrumentalist or a singer, um, you know, uh, how many hours a day do you practice or do you practice at all? Or do you do warm-up exercises or, um, you know, have, what's, what's, what's your routine like typically? Is there a routine that you have to practice? Anyway, I'm just improvising now. I have not prepared a real interview. But um, it just occurred to me that these would be or could be some potential questions uh, to ask that kind of um, bring in more the personal um, tone rather than the, you know, dates and, and figures and how many albums did you sell, etc. You can find these out anyway. Um, from anywhere so let's move on and in the last part the final part of the program I'd like to play a little word game it's gonna be simple and what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna be saying simple words body words related to the body and uh, and then just we're just gonna think of verbs related to these uh body parts that we could say. For example, if I say hand, what verbs come to mind? Well, you could say uh, shake, right? You can shake hands with someone. This means darle la mano a alguien. Or you can um, grab, grab something with your hands. And this means coger algo con las manos, agarrar algo. Or what can you do? What else can you do with your hands? You can clap. You can clap your hands. This means aplaudir. You can aplaudir, clap, clap your hands. Okay, next one. Arm. Arm. Well, you can raise your arm. Yeah, raise your arm to signal, hey, I'm here. That is uh, levantar la mano. Well, okay, in this case, um, in Spanish it sounds different because it's um, levantar la mano instead of levantar el brazo. Anyway, uh, raise your arm. Or lift your arm. And you can also... Uh, what can you do with your... You can fold your arms. Fold your arms. This means... Cruzar los brazos. You can do that. Or you can bend your arm. Bend your arm. Doblar el brazo. And... Uh, yeah. Let's move on. Teeth. Right. What can you do with your teeth? Uh, you can brush your teeth, right? Cepillar los dientes. Or you can uh, grind your teeth. Rechinar los dientes, right? You can grind your teeth. You can, um, you can, well, you can fill in a tooth, right? Fill in a tooth. When you have uh, caries in your tooth, then you need to go to the dentist. And then they drill a little hole in it. And then they fill it in. Or when everything is absolutely, you know, doesn't work, then they have to pull out the tooth. That's the last one. I mean, there's steps in between. But sometimes a tooth needs to be pulled out. 
pull out a tooth. Okay, your back, the back. Um, what do you do with your back? Mm. Well, you can lean. You can lean against the wall. Apoyarse en la pared. With your back, yeah, you can lean. Uh, or maybe you can scratch your back. That's not something you do with your back. That's something you do to your back. Okay, scratch your back. So, rascar la espalda. Okay, so that would be something that you do with your hand, obviously, or with some object. But uh, anyway, it's related to the back, so... Nose. Hmm. Your nose. Well, you can... Uh, you can blow your nose. Sonar. Right? When you have a cold, you blow your nose. Or you can poke your nose into something that is... Uh, I'm not sure how you say that in Spanish. Well, that's when you... Um, Te metes en algo que no es tu asunto, right? It's not, it's not your business and you poke your nose into it. Eye or eyes. Well, what can you do with your eyes? Well, you can um, open your eyes and close your eyes. Okay, that's easy. Um, you can roll your eyes. Rolling your eyes is... I'm not, I'm not sure in Spanish. That's... Um, it's like voltear, la, voltear los ojos, you know, it's like, um, I'm not interested, or, oh, again, the same thing, you know, I've heard this before a hundred times. Or you can roll your eyes when, not just when something is boring, but also when something is, like, strange, like, oh, what is that? Okay. You can also turn a blind eye to something, that means voltear la mirada, no darte cuenta, yeah? A propósito. So, that's turn a blind eye to something means something... You, you've seen something that you, you wouldn't approve of, but you just don't pay attention and you... Okay, I didn't see that. Um, or you, you know, I don't want to deal with that now. And so you turn a blind eye to it. Foot. What can you do with your foot or your feet? Well... You can, uh, for example, you can tap. You can tap the rhythm with your feet when you're playing along. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, marcar el ritmo de la música. You can tap that with your feet. You can um, obviously step on someone's foot with your feet. Yeah, pisarle a alguien el, el pie. Step on. Or you can put your foot in your mouth. Uh, or you can put your foot in it. Um, which means, well, meterse la pata. In the, in the sense that, uh, to, to say something that you shouldn't have said, or it's, which sounds embarrassing, or it sounds kind of, uh, you know, uh, impolite, or just inappropriate for the situation, um, and embarrassing. So that's when you put your foot in it. Right, ear. What can you do with your ear? Hmm. Well, you can lend an ear. Lend an ear means um, to pay attention. Prestar atención. Lend an ear to somebody. Lend an ear to somebody, yeah? Uh, then you can pierce an ear. Um, pierce, ponerle un piercing. You can pierce an ear. Uh, you can... You can dog ear your book. 
dog ear. That is, hmm, arrugar? Well, actually, dog ear, a book, is not arrugar el libro. It means um, to fold, doblar, yeah, you, you, the, 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 the corner, eh, la esquina, to just to mark a place in the book. That's what to dog ear a book means. And here's one more, to play by ear. Now, if you are a musician and you don't use a score, that is the la partitura, then you play by ear, just using your ears. That's how you play. Or if you are um, a musician and you improvise in jazz, for example, then you play by ear, which means to improvise. It's a different meaning. And this is also used in everyday contexts, in a figurative sense, which means to play by ear, to improvise. Um, you know, um, what shall we have for dinner tomorrow? Uh, I don't know, let's just play it by ear. Let's just improvise, let's just um, invent something and because I have nothing on the menu right now. Okay, so uh, we've come to the end of the program today and uh, thanks for listening. This is uh, Create English on Ripollet Radio with Gabor. Ligradi. Have fun, practice and, you know, do vocabulary, grammar, listenings. There's lots of ways to improve your English. Um, just... There's so much to find, you know. There's so many resources. So, anyway, I encourage you to do it. And take care. Bye now. Go for English today. Creating English.